You're listening to episode 148 of the FitzPro podcast, and today we are going the personal route, and I am really just sharing my experience with uh, a recent local sports massage therapist that I started working with, my experience with her, and the action plan that I kind of have moving forward. So this is just a bit of behind the scenes. And hopefully you can either relate to it, pull something from it, get some ideas of your own. Without further ado, let's dive in. The FitzPro Podcast is your no BS approach to seeking out truth in the world that is online health and fitness. You'll see through the lens of the trainer, the trainee, and the entrepreneur. I'm your host, Annie Miller, certified strength and conditioning specialist, entrepreneur, lover of sleep, lattes, and dinosaurs aka not your average fitspo. And my aim is to help you grow your mind, body, and business through knowledge and authenticity so that you too can become a fitspro. I don't necessarily expect that you are here for the business side of things today, but if you listen to this episode, I assume that you are an entrepreneur of some kind. Um, Go ahead and check out my free on-demand workshop if that is you. It's called Your Biz Your Way, Three Steps to Build a Profitable Online Health and Fitness Business. You can register at anniemiller.co slash workshop dash register. And for everyone else, I have freebies, which are just downloads that you can use if you are a trainee, a trainer, or entrepreneur. You can snag those at anniemiller.co slash resources. Both of those links are in the show notes, of course. And it is another week, another Legion sponsor of this podcast. I would like to thank Legion. They are the number one brand of all natural sports supplements in the world. That's a huge draw to them that they are 100% naturally sweetened and flavored. So they are all natural. They also have full transparency, which all of you know I love, meaning that you can literally check out the scientific studies literature, peer-reviewed literature behind every product, the ingredients and the dosages that they use, which is massive, especially in the world of supplements. So if you are in the market for adding supplements to your normal dietary intake, I highly recommend Legion. They have 100% money back guarantee and free shipping if you are skeptical, which I fully understand. You can go to buylegion.com, B-U-Y legion.com and use code Annie at checkout for 20% off your first order. If you already use Legion or have used Legion in the past, you can still use code Annie to get double Legion reward points on any other purchases that you make. So we must begin this episode with a slew of disclaimers. I mean, we already live in, we are deep, we are deep, deep in disclaimer culture. Um, But I am not a massage therapist. I am not any kind of therapist. I am a strength coach. And I am not prescribing you to do something. You need to consult your doctor, health professional, you fill in the blank on your own to determine treatment if that is something that you need. Today, I am merely sharing my own experience. That is it, period, nothing else. There is and has been this tension in the world of strength and conditioning, physical therapy, and chiropractic fields as to the benefits, applications, of and need for manual therapy or things like lacrosse balls, foam rollers. Um, What are those freaking bands that you like wrap around yourself and like squeeze your muscles with? I don't remember what they're called, but all manual therapy, whether it is from someone else or yourself. I have personally been all over this spectrum 
and look to people all over the spectrum as well. Frankly, my goal is always to just call something what it is. That's what I'm trying to get. Like when we level the playing field, what do we have? To make sure that we're not selling or using verbiage that is misleading to consumers, whether I am on the coach side of that, the provider side of that, or the consumer side of that. You're probably, to my knowledge, not rolling out an adhesion or changing the actual tone of your muscles via a massage or a foam roller. I reserve the right to change my mind. Fascia is like a super fucking strong group of fibers that would take an astronomical amount of pressure to actually alter in any way. That's why I have seen physical therapists on the quote-unquote no need to massage or foam roll spectrum, make statements like, if I could change your muscle, I would leave a dent or I would literally damage your leg, which I fully understand that perspective. They're trying to make a point, right? But also it's gray. So, you know, is there no benefit to massage? Is there no benefit to manual therapy? No, 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 no. The point of that message that I've seen from several different professionals is to make the point that you've been sold false information, which is true. But also, there is benefit to massage and manual therapy. So what does that look like? How do we use it? Like, that's what, I, that's what I'm looking for. Um, studies that I have seen do not support increased recovery, lack of muscle damage, post-workout, or long-term increased range of motion. These are some of the claims that we often hear with massage and foam rolling or other types of manual therapy. Don't quote me on this, but I do believe there is support in increased circulation, blood flow, um, causing a parasympathetic response, especially with massage. These things are beneficial, so we may not be changing fascia. We may not be changing the actual tone of a muscle fiber, right? But there are things that might help our body in one way, shape, or form. So let's not sell something that isn't true, but also let's acknowledge what is beneficial about it. So I don't know that the debate will ever end. Uh, we need far, far, far more research applied to strength, performance, and muscle growth to make any bold claims, I believe. You are not lengthening your muscle with using a foam roller. We know that, okay? So use it for what it is. You're turning up the volume of pain, causing a temporary relief when said pain and pressure subsides. It's quite possibly more in the mind than anything. If you're going to follow that up with some mobility work, then good on you because you have changed the perception and maybe you are able to get into end ranges and work the mobility so that you can keep those end ranges over time. That very, very smoothly leads us into why I sought out a sports massage therapist about a month ago now, I think, at the time of this episode, maybe a little more than that. Whether this is anecdotal or not, I am a fan of massage. Always have been largely because two distinct periods in my life when I physically felt my best were when I was regularly getting massages. You can call that what you want. I'm not really concerned. Again, today's episode is me sharing my personal experience, not telling anyone else what they should be doing. So those two seasons 
were after an extreme car accident that ended in nine months of physical therapy and two to three times per week with massage therapy. And the other was a very different situation. Uh, We were living in Chiang Mai, Thailand, and we both got massages every three days or so. They were like 10 to 15 bucks um, a session, and they were like 90 minutes to two hours. And the massage in Thailand were the same every time. So there was no specificity. You're not making requests of, hey, can you work on this? Can we work on that? It was just a fantastic full day or full body um, midday massage two to three times a week. Like sign me up, who's gonna complain about that? I should note that Nate and I do not have health insurance, which is absolutely a thing. Coming off of 2021, Uh, Health was something that kept recurring in kind of my personal journaling and some of my reflection, as well as in my business weekly, monthly, and quarterly reflections. Health for myself, for my family. Obviously, not having health insurance makes things more stressful. I will attest to that. We haven't had health insurance in like four or five years. Where you would normally have an ache or a pain and just make an appointment. Without insurance, you lack that reassurance that so often comes from the doctor. And normally it's nothing, you're fine. When I looked at issues that I was having with my body from a physical sense, I landed on massage as the first step, right? As as somewhat as a reactive, but also as a preventative care. I have worked with many, many, many chiropractors and physical therapists in the past for different injuries and issues I was having, mostly reactive rather than preventative, which sucks. I wish that you could see a physical therapist when something is like barely beginning to bother you versus having to wait for a full-blown injury to get an x-ray, MRI, etc. Go through the whole stupid process. That is also why I can't stress enough that you are your own advocate and you are willing to do the extra work to find a practitioner who gets what you want, what type of life you want to live, and how you want your body to move. It takes time. It takes money. It takes research and energy. I freaking get it. I freaking get it. Okay. But also... It is just a fact that you are going to have to be your advocate and you're going to have to take that time in order to maybe find a practitioner who does, um, is in alignment with what it is that you're wanting, which is not easy. Um, And with all of that said, I had a pretty good idea of the areas I needed to get another set of eyes on. I mentioned a previous episode, uh, in a previous episode that I'd been addressing a few things myself, but that also led to following someone else's program for a bit. I needed that. I was not being as successful on my own as I wanted to be. We just can't see our own blind spots when it comes to the way that we move and maybe some, you know, compensating patterns that we have. So we hire help if we can. It's also noted that you are going to be restricted by the the geographical area that you live in. Like I've had one-on-one clients who live in certain cities who have access to amazing gyms and people who are limited by by geography. And that's also a piece of this. So my therapist is $120 to $150 per session without insurance, which is me. That's for 60 to 90 minutes. I've only done 90 minute sessions with her and will continue to do so because she doesn't massage the whole time. We assess and reassess. We work on drawing activation, attention to certain muscles in order to attempt to get others to calm down. So really working on like what's being recruited and working on those patterns. So how did I find her? We started with a Google search. 
I knew I wanted a female, but we generally started with, and I say we, it's me. I generally started with quote unquote sports masseuse or sports massage therapist in Vancouver, Washington. Like that is what I Googled. 15 humans came up, which fully surprised me because several years ago, I would have had to drive to Portland, which is a larger city south to us, to find a qualified professional that likely could do what I was wanting. And again, that that just reiterates that your physical location can be a real downer if you don't have access to these services, not just massage, but like anything, doctors, physical therapists, practitioners, um, RDs, anything health, even the gyms that you have access to. From those 15, I weeded out the men so that I was left with just the female therapists, um, then dug deeper onto each website in their Google reviews. Let me just scream from the freaking rooftop. It's 2022. It is 2022. Even if you have a brick and mortar, you need a freaking quality and clear website. I can't, I cannot stress that enough. If I can't book online, I'm not booking. The customers you are leaving, the money you're leaving on the table is absolutely astronomical if you do not have a website that can accommodate to what people expect in 2022. If I can't find what the shit it is that you do or that you focus on, I'm not contacting you. If you don't have reviews, how am I supposed to trust your service? I cannot, and this is like, you know, I don't even know these people. I was just from an entrepreneurial standpoint, like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? Um, I can't stress it enough how the weeding out process got down to two ladies very quickly due to websites and the fact that it was clear they were in fact sports or movement focused massage therapists and they had reviews from people who I could relate to. That was how they got me. So take note, entrepreneurs. The reviews made it very clear to me that Yaima was the place to go. Um, many people with a background in kinesiology or were just in the health and fitness field had gone to her um, and they had nothing but amazing things to say. So for me, it was that she sees the body as a cohesive unit. That became very clear through the reviews and through the own copy on her website. You might go in and say, you know, you want her to work on your upper back, but she is going to assess the whole body in multiple planes of movement, your strength and mobility, and she will then make the call of what actually needs to happen in an inviting ma manner, for sure. Um, she's very respectful, of course, but she she is a professional and she is going to make the suggestions that she thinks we should work on. Um, I knew I was going to love her when the session began at the whiteboard. And she had diagrams of human anatomy and compensating patterns like all over the walls. This was not a foo-foo, make you feel good massage therapy experience, which those have their place, right? I could tell, okay, I'm not gonna just be here for like a relaxation massage. That's not what's happening here, um, which is good. That's not what should be happening. So I have to point out also, um, and even she pointed out that everything we worked on was temporary and that I needed to facilitate and inhibit different muscles before my workouts or throughout my day as needed. I would borderline say she is a better physical therapist than some physical therapist that I have worked with and she's not even a physical therapist. 
I could say the same about uh, Philip Snell. He was the Cairo that I worked with after my disc herniation in my back, L4, L5, S1, um, back in 2013-2014. I generally wish that there was far more integration between these body-focused, anatomy-focused, function-focused professionals, chiros, PTs, personal trainers. Like I wish, I get that we need to stay within regulation, stay within scope, but I really do wish there was more education maybe like in each of those, more carryover between those professions. So needless to say, I left her office with homework and that homework gets additions if needed based on the next session that we have together. It's way, way, way too early to tell what my, you know, quote unquote result is from this. I went because I wanted a professional's eyes and hands quite literally on my body. And because I value also what we started this episode talking about, the parasympathetic experience of massage. I just personally have a different response to someone else having manual therapy done on my body versus me attempting to do it myself. You know, foam rolling, using a lacrosse ball, it's just not the same experience as having someone else do it to where I can really focus on my breath, relaxing, etc., etc. So, you can you can think what you would like of that. You can take what what fits for you and leave the rest. Um, but my current list of areas that I am addressing with my body are right upper fibers of my adductor strength on the right side. So right upper adductor and then left kind of more long level long lever like gracilis and sartorius. Um, my lack of foot mobility, really toe mobility. Um, in general, on my left side, uh, I broke my left big toe playing soccer when I was like 14. And I just never properly rehabbed it like you don't do anything for a broken toe, it just heals. But then I never worked on getting that mobility back. So I really struggle with mobility in my left big toe, which I had kind of forgot about until I started seeing her but it's, it's showing to have created some issues up the chain. Both of my QLs are short and weak. I thought that they were tight and hypertonic. Uh, that is not actually the case. Um, and in the short and weak, I'm finding often go hand in hand with, with myself, but also like with other professionals that I follow, we're finding that if something feels quote unquote tight, it may be short uh, and also tightness, that sensation of tightness may actually be pretty correlated with a weakness. So when we think we need to stretch it, we might actually need to strengthen it. Again, talk to a professional. I'm just speaking very generally here. My right posterior external oblique is actually hypertonic. Um, so working to inhibit that and facilitate strength in my internal obliques because those were incredibly weak, which I did not expect. Um, we did some internal oblique specific movements that I definitely never do. So um, like I said, also both QLs are very weak. Um, both psoases are similar to the QL, so short and weak. I always thought that they were tight. I'm always stretching my psoas. LOL, it doesn't need to be stretched. I mean, it, it does need to be stretched because it's short, uh, but I also, it's very weak. I need to strengthen it. So I am not at all surprised by either of those. Um, my left glute med and TFL need to chill the fuck out because they are, I never realized how externally rotated my femur is, but it, it definitely is on the left side. And then my rhomboids are just so, so, they're so aggressive, you guys. They always have been. 
So have some rhomboid work to do and my left super supraspinatus uh, and my lat on my left side is pretty weak. I have work to do um, and I want to be clear that this does not mean that my body is falling apart, right? Like I just listed so many things. It can sound like I'm just broken or super weak or super dysfunctional. Uh, like this therapist just gave me a list of things that are wrong with me. I asked for this. So from that info... I consolidated the needs into a daily warm-up that includes like five things where my movement prep would normally go. So that's five to four days a week of me working some reps on some of this stuff. It, it opened my eyes to things that I thought were going on based on feel, like I thought my SCM in my neck was short and tonic, but after testing properly, my neck is actually hypermobile and needs to be strengthened in pretty much all all planes. So that's cool. I thought my traps were super tight. They aren't. Uh, it's It was super interesting for me to hear feedback and see what I was really working with. I could just tell I had a lot of blind spots and I was trying a lot of things on my own and I needed a professional to help me out. So very much so feel that it was money well spent, that it is going to be money well spent. And I plan to continue to learn from here and get more work done when I return from our cross country trip, which I believe we are actually on at the time that this will go live, um, but I'll, we'll be gone for three and a half plus weeks um, driving across the country. So bless the practitioners who give us guidance that we cannot seem to find alone, whether that is a chiropractor, whether that is a doctor, whether that is a, and obviously chiropractors are doctors as well, but uh, physical therapists, you know, like I am so grateful for those who have really attempted to understand what people want from their bodies and have been on that team. So that's been my experience thus far. I am so, so, so glad that I did it. Uh, when we're in this for the long haul, which I talk about a lot, it's about so much more than building muscle or strength. And I want to trust my body and feel good. And I can then build strength on top of that. I know how to build strength. I know how to build muscle. I need to figure some other stuff out in this season, and then I can build strength on top of anything once I figure all of all of this stuff out so that I feel good in that process. So hopefully, you know, that was whatever the heck it was for you. But if you if you generally love the Fitzroy podcast, if you want to show some support, go give it five stars wherever the heck you listen to me. Um, it's much appreciated. I have two emails that go out on a daily or weekly basis. That's Annie's Daily Dose and Annie's Weekly Wisdom. Check them out. Go to anniemiller.co slash news. There are exclusive podcast listener discounts at the bottom of every email. Until next time, I am Annie Miller, and thank you so much for tuning into the Fitz Pro Podcast. Mm-hmm.